Hello and welcome to the Zwift SBS podcast. Zwift is the app that connects you to cyclists all over the world and makes indoor training fun. There are structured workouts, training plans that are really easy to follow, online group rides, and why not try a few races? You can also organize a meetup with a bunch of friends. You might just have to make your own coffee at the end. With Zwift, you can even listen to this podcast while you ride around the Champs-Élysées. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Get a free seven-day trial, no strings attached, at Zwift.com. Right on. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we start, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, and subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me is Dave McKenzie. Hi, Dave. Oh, I'm very good. I finally got my Chevrolet show today, yeah, my salad. Uh, uh, and you spotted it for me, so uh, very good. I actually spotted and ordered it for you. Remember you that. did, but <laughs> I paid. So ordering and paying are two different things, my friend. When you pay, you can get the credit, okay? Uh, and, and we did the luge. How fun was that? Ah, the luge was really good. I was and, a bit scared, uh, I would tell you, go and check out on our uh, social media because we are, we are trying to show you the fun side of the, of the Tour de France. So if you check us, uh, check us out on, uh, on the Instagram, on the SBS Sport Instagram, uh, we're always having a lot of fun. Someone that had a lot of fun today, Bob Youngles. He's yeah. won this stage and what a victory. Oh, I reckon the fun bit was only in the last 200 metres. <laughs> Even then, he waited until the very end. But what a super stage by him. Uh, and what a way for the team. AG2R, yeah. Citron. You know, we've been obviously documenting Ben O'Connor and, you know, the, the sort of rough trot he's been having the last few days. But Youngles, he grabbed the bull by the horns. 65 kilometres to go, he attacked on the penultimate climb, the high point of the day on the Col de la Croix and he didn't look back. Pino came close, got within 20 seconds, but that was as close as he got. And yeah. Youngles, you know, he's a star because he's won some other big races, including a monument, but this is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, uh, we'll hear from Bob Youngles uh, in a second, but uh, if we just pedal back a little bit, stage nine, we started in Aigle, uh, and Aigle is the home of the UCI. So we started in Switzerland this morning. How beautiful was that place? It is yeah, the whole area, isn't it? Yeah. Driving in last night, um, you know, staying on, on uh, Lake Geneva or Lac Le Mans, um, and waking up this morning, looking literally out on that lake, Europe's, I think, biggest lake. And then the vineyards, it's just such a magical place. And um, no, and it was a, <laughs> we drove sort of half of the stage. Roads are beautiful. Everything's just manicured to perfection, isn't it? Yeah, it's not even a cliche. No, no, it's true. <laughs> it's actually true. And if you've been to Switzerland, you'd, you'll be nodding uh, while you're listening to this saying, yep, been there. It, everything looks just perfect. Yeah, so what, what were our expectations, do you think, before this stage? Because we thought breakaway, it's got everything written for a breakaway. Um, what, what, what do you compare? How do you compare the reality to compare to what we thought could happen? Yeah, well... I, I expected a break, I called it, and so it happened. However, I, I did think initially that the gaps would be bigger at the end. So I didn't expect to see UAE keep them on a tight leash for most of the day. And at one point, I thought they were going to catch them. I mm -hmm. thought the break would be caught. Youngles, he, I think, sensed something and went, he sensed the danger. And that's when the, the sort of the shape of the race changed a little bit. He attacked that breakaway group, his companions, and there were some good riders in there, including Pino. 
uh, Castro Viejo as well, who was uh, what third on the stage, second on the stage. Second on the stage, yeah. Um, so that's when it changed, and that's when the upper hand went to the breakaway. But there's only three or four, only four riders survived from the break. There was 10 or 15 guys out there initially. The rest of them got caught. So it just showed the intensity that UAE was setting back in the bunch. Is this not a problem uh, going forward? If we, if we look at it this way, um, Pogacar to defend the yellow jersey, the team is going to have to do this pretty much every day if the others are attacking that way. And, and is this not a problem for UAE? Is this not a problem in their head, but also a problem in their legs? Well, there's two things here. There's the question mark, and Simon Gerrans has raised the question, are they doing too much too soon? And are they doing unneeded work on the front? And the other point I'll make, and I'm not throwing you under the bus here, because mm. I think it's a serious point. You said to me, during the stage, you said, I've got this feeling Vingago is going yeah. to win this bike race. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not medium, 30, though. <laughs> no, but he's 35 seconds off. You've got a really good point. And, okay, Yamba Visma have had their own little mishaps in the first week. We yeah. saw that, that screen grab on one of the opening stages where there were four riders off their bikes running across the road and, you know, it was panic stations. Van Art went on the attack a few days ago. Yeah. Um, long, lo you know, spent a lot of energy and got nothing for it. So we started to question, you know, Yumbo making some really sort of poor judgment in terms of tactics. The last couple of days, they haven't done anything wrong. They haven't had to do too much. And Vingigo is so close to the Pog. The Pog is not... He's superhuman. He's a freak. Vingo is not far behind him. So I think watch this space. I think it's going to be, you know, we're still very early on. We're, we're on the doorstep of the second rest day, but we're still only halfway through the race, not even. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can we now call it that Vingegaard is the leader of Jumbo uh, and yeah. it, they are not going for Van Aert or not going for Roglic? Yeah. Or are they? I, I think Roglic will still try and... They'll try and protect him to a degree. But Vingago is the number one man. He, he's that close and you know, he's looking really good. It'll be interesting to see how Roglic goes in the next few mountains. They've still got to keep Roglic there as a, as a, um, as a decoy because if it gets to crunch point and Roglic can go up the road, he could be a real danger and, and just really cause some problems for UAE if he comes good in that third week. Yeah, and then Pogacar, how, how is he sitting today? Because... Uh, he's, he's in yellow, his team has is, is been doing the work, they're dominating the race, we can think they're dominating the race. Again, good, making a good point, Vingard is only 30-odd seconds behind Pogacar, far from finished. Yeah. How is Pogacar today, in his, in his demeanor, in his, in, his, in his way of racing, I think how do you feeling, read him? Yeah, I think he'll be feeling good, he'll be feeling confident, the team will be patting him on the back. Look, they're not silly. They've got some smart riders. Mauro Gianetti, I think, is the general manager, yep. former pro. Um, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other directors on there. They've been they've been around the block, so they will be very wary. But I'll I'll just if I can just tell you a really short snippet mm -hmm. story. I remember in please 2000, do, please do. <laughs> 2000 when I rode the Giro. Matt White was also racing the Giro with me that year. Not separate teams. Matt was actually riding for a team called Vini Calderola. And Stefano Casagrande was an Italian. Yep. He was leading the race for a long way out, sort of from about stage six, seven. He was leading the race, but he was only leading it by about 30 seconds. They rode on the front, riding tempo for the rest of the race. The penultimate stage was an individual time trial to Sestriere. It was a mountain time trial, short, 30 kilometres, but a mountain. He lost the Maglia Rosa 
that day to Stefano Gazzelli, and Gazzelli went on and rode the Maglia Rosa into uh, Milan on the final day. And Matt White was ropeable. He said, I've just wasted two weeks sitting on the front defending a 30-second advantage. You know, when you think about it, so let's switch that now to now with UAE defending and riding on the front, defending a 35-second advantage. You, you've got to be... They, they, I think, I think uh, the Pog needs to put some more time between himself and Vingago. Do you think he will try? Is it, I, is it, is I, it what he is trying well, to I do? Well, I think he will try, but I think they need to change their tactic. So, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be riding tempo on the front, but certainly not all day. I think they need to start to play a bit more of a gamble game with Jumbo Visma saying, you guys get on the front. You're going to lose your spot. Like if someone dangerous goes up the road, don't necessarily chase straight away. Um, force other teams to chase. You should send them the YouTube clip of your of your win and explaining this is what happened in the Giro. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, they're not interested in that. Mate. They'll go, who? What? what team? Who was that? <laughs> Who's Matt White? Or they know, they, they know who Matt White is, that's for sure. He's a distinguished director of sport, if now, as we know. Um, but no, no, look, there's plenty to play for. And for you sitting back home watching it, thinking the race is over. It's far from it. It is far from it. Far, 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 far from, from it. it. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, let's go back to the winner. Let's listen to uh, Bob Younger. Uh, this is uh, this is huge. This is what I came here for. Uh, I mean, I know this means a lot for the team. And uh, yeah, like you say, after a couple of years struggling, very tough last year with surgeries and everything. It's, uh, also, to take the victory this way is. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's my style of racing, my style of taking the victory, so um, yeah, I'm just, I'm super happy I saw that shape was getting better day by day, and uh, but to do something like this, I mean, I knew uh, I had to to try it from far, but probably because probably on the last climb it was uh, it wasn't possible to ride away from uh, from the favorites, so uh, yeah, I gave it a try and because I suppose you, you could hear in your ear the gaps dropping, Thibaut Pinot coming back 20 seconds, 15 seconds, what was going in your mind then? Just focus Actually, on yourself? That was funny, it, was, uh, it reminded me a lot uh, um, <clears throat> my uh, victory from Liège. Uh, it's the same with Jelle Van Ender that day, he came back and uh, I knew that if I was going to make it uh, over the last stop that yeah probably on the flat and on the downhill I could make up some time um, and I just uh, I just kept my rhythm I, I knew uh, I knew at what uh, in what rhythm I wouldn't I wouldn't explode so I just kept it there and then uh, yeah I mean the last two kilometers were endless but yeah this is yeah like I said it's overwhelming it's great I yeah just grateful Yeah, you've won a, a monument. What does it mean to, to win a, to a stage of the Tour de France? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always, like I said, coming here, you say, okay, it's 21 stages, so I'm going to try and win one. Uh, last days I felt uh, better and better. Yesterday I was in the mix. But yeah, being in the mix and winning that stage is always, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big step. And uh, like I said, today I took... I took all the risks I could, and uh, yeah, and uh, and it happened. So I'm uh, I'm just very grateful, and just want to say thanks uh, thanks to my team and everyone who believed in me the last the last years, everyone who had faith, and uh, so I'm um, uh, yeah, thank you.
So that was Bob Youngles. Uh, Matt, Matt uh, Kinnon said it in the, in the commentary. He's been through the ringer for the last few years. Uh, he's a great winner. Luxembourg had some good history in cycling with the, the Schleck brothers as well. But Bob Youngles is starting to get quite a good pedigree. Oh, he has. He's won Liège, best on Liège. Remember, he was with uh, Quickstep Alpha mm -hmm. Vinyl, or before they were Quick, uh, De Koenig Quickstep. Um, he, look, he's a star rider, and he's he's had a tough couple of years. But you know, uh, AG Two R Citroen, they stood beside him, stood by him, and it's paid off today. And it's actually really nice to see him back, um, you know, in, in a in a role because there was a time when he was touted as a general classification uh -huh. rider, the next general classification rider, you know, following on from the Schlecks, and um, you know that sort of boat passed, or you know, he's probably more that one week stage race rider, or that's what he was, but. Now to claim a pretty tough mountain stage and do it do it in emphatic fashion, yeah, pretty impressive. On the other on the other end of the of the scale uh, for that team, uh, Ben O'Connor, he's not having a good day. He's not having a good Tour de France. We called uh, you called it for 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 the team to to pull the plug. They're not pulling the plug, uh, at least not just now. Well, as we speak now, as we speak right now, as we are still it, yeah. crossing the line. I think he should withdraw after what I've witnessed today. I think, and it's not a, it's not a, I think it's a positive if he withdraws. Mm. It, they're flogging a dead horse and the team are flogging him. No but why why would him. they do that? Well, Especially the you answer me. And I mean, it's, and I'm not, again, I'm not pointing the finger at you, but as a French team, and Simon Gettens made that point, French team backer, he said the other night at dinner, they won't want him to withdraw. Surely there's a, there's a, there comes a point. Is, but, it, is it a cultural thing? It's, it's a French team, a big French team. It's the Tour de France. I mean, historically, French are known to, to, to give up on stuff. You know, we, so, we, haven't, we haven't got the best perseverance. So then there's uh, an Aussie on the record. team. Let's flog, the, let's flog into the... No, I, I just can't read it as well because mm. you don't want to... I don't know. It's just... A, I think, I personally think, this victory today by Bob Youngles might change the things because yeah. they've got their win. They've got the stage win. Yeah, they've got something else. They've, pressure they've is a bit salvaged. off. Yep. Um, they somewhat salvaged a bit of a Tour de France. Maybe this is the way out for uh, uh, for Ben O'Connor as well. And he, he can refocus then uh, in a few weeks for the for the Vuelta, which should be coming very quickly. Well, the time yeah. is now. And because if he withdraws now, gets his body right, there's obviously a bit of an issue there. He's, yeah. he's in pain. And psychologically, he's you know he's fallen off the radar uh, mentally there's nothing that's normal that's again that's not a criticism it's absolutely normal when you've come here to ride for a podium place and then it's over uh, psychologically you, you, you but in know, that, you in, that in that case let me ask the question what does, if we put ourselves in the, in the shoes of someone like Ben O'Connor is he losing trust in his team is he losing faith in what they're doing with oh, him he'll be is questioning he, it you know? I feel he's questioning it and he has a right to, absolutely. And I think if they force him to try and ride to the finish, that is crazy. Uh, like in the state that he's in. They would burn him. Uh, yeah, and I don't feel he's going to come good um, physically and maybe not mentally. So, whereas if they say right now, they give him a big hug. I'm so serious. Yeah. They give him a big hug. They pat him on the back and say, don't worry, mate. Don't worry. Go home. Let's get you the best support we can. Uh, physios, etc. Let's get your body right. Let's not pull the trigger just yet, but let's put the Vuelta. Let's put the Vuelta on the agenda and let's discuss it in about two weeks before the end of the race or maybe at the end of the tour. But go home, get your body right. Don't think about anything now. Let's think about the Vuelta though 
at the you know in two weeks time and let's see if we can we can reboot for that so give him something to sort of look forward to to the end mm. of the year another one that uh, was a bit of a surprise to me Thibaut Pinot uh, is not the leader of his team Godu is the leader of the team uh, but Pino has always been very flamboyant, but he's been also himself through the ringer. Uh, so a bit similar to, uh, to Bob Youngles. Uh, how good was this, honestly? And not just from a French point of view, but to see Thibaut Pino in the fight. Finish. Yeah. He didn't win. He didn't finish he, second. He got close. Uh, he got close to it. And yeah. then how good was this to see, see him I mean, yeah, in, in the fight for it? Yeah, it was good. And, and he, he's sort of a rider that's that's grown on me, you know, in terms of enjoyment of watching him race. And, and that year that he he withdrew from the tour, you know, a few days out when I, I felt that he was the only one that was going to challenge um, for the victory. Um, you know, he was in the form of his life and he's probably never going to get back to that again. Um, but it was good to see him fight for the win today. And I wanted to see him win. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't take anything away from Bob Youngle, 65 kilometres to go, but... You know, at one point it looked like Pino was going to catch him, uh, and he didn't, as you say. But put up a good fight, and he'll probably he'll fight another day as well. Thibaut Pino. Do, yeah, do you I, think I totally you think he will so, be? Yeah. Uh, he'd be still there, and he's someone. That yeah, they'll I give need... him. They'll give him a little bit of leeway. And look, the good thing with that is, you know, he's got Gordu as the man now. You've got Michael Storer who will, who will protect and help him in the higher mountains as well. But Pino will will he gets up the road. If he gets caught, he's still there then to maybe assist Gordu, give him a bid as he passes. So it's actually not a bad tactic, I think. Yeah. From the other uh, Aussies, uh, we can mention uh, Nick Schultz. Nick Schultz did a, a very good performance. He did a great, great performance. Front group with um, Tadej Pogacar. Um, yeah, he was, uh, that was super by Nick. And he's just developing more and more um, in you know in his pro career and and he's climbing better each year which is really pleasing to see and you know i think the best of nick schultz is still a few years in the distance and you know if we can and if that does happen imagine what we're going to see nick schultz i absolutely believe he's a potential um tour winner a stage winner of the tour de france yeah absolutely i totally totally agree but anyone maker we've got almost cycling royalty with a sir bradley wiggins it is big royalty, and and may I say, I believe we were teammates for about five minutes at a hotel in England, weren't we? <laughs> yeah, we were. That was 21, 20, 21 years ago. Yeah, we were talking about that. Me and Matt Stevens, I'm on the race with him. He was a teammate of yours. He roomed with you at the Giro, didn't he? He did room with me at the Giro. He's a great guy, Matt Stevens. But um, well, we don't have to talk about your career because it's been well decorated. Yeah. Yeah. I just said to you then, what's it like on the other side of the fence? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, no, I really like it. I think. Um, it's a privilege to still be in this position and be able to earn a living out of cycling. And, um, you know, I think it's, um, you, you forget very quickly what it's like to be a professional cyclist. Um, but when I'm on the motorbike, it's, um, I have a real respect for what these guys do now. I see how hard it is still. And, it, and now just, because I'm going along with them, it's the closest I'll be to being in the peloton without riding a bike. But you've done it. You've not, and not yeah. only have you done it, yeah. you've won the tour. You've yeah. won just about everything. You know, they, they, you've, you reach the pinnacle. Yeah. So I find it odd that you say, oh, I really respect these guys. Oh, no, I do. Because, look, cause with anyone who pins a number on their back in the Tour de France and goes through what they do here day in, day out, you know, without the people that finished last today, you wouldn't have Bob Jungles. So I have to, you know, I think, and I don't think enough, you know, I think, um, yeah, the last place rider, without the, the last place rider, you wouldn't have a winner. So, um, you know, I really respect all of them, what they do, because it's a tough sport. And we've seen the crash. We saw Ben O'Connor today, you know. Mm just fighting through to get through that stage after that crash yesterday. And, you know, you can go from one minute, fourth in the Tour de France last year and stage winner to struggling at the back. 
So on an Australian perspective, we were just discussing it. I'd love to get your insights on this. Should should they be just pulling Ben out of the race now? Send him home and reboot for the Vuelta? I feel like they're flogging a dead horse. Well, there's a chance of that, isn't there? And I think it's getting to that point today. I think the only saving grace today that he didn't do that was that we got a rest day tomorrow. And there's just some small smidgen of a chance that in a French minds that they could just get him through that rest day. <laughs> Crazy put some French more, minds. Put some more magic spray on and that he'll get through a bit. And he might recover into that third week, but it depends how bad his injury is. I mean, for Ben, you know, to be really struggling that much, that, it, it must be bad. Okay, let's talk about Pogacar. Yes. What do you think of him? How do you read his, his ride compared to other rides? How good is he? How do you beat him? He's, he's phenomenal, isn't he? Um, him and Van Aert at the moment are taking the piss, if I can say that. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just, they've, they've, they've changed cycling between them. Um, you know, Pogacar, you know, he's 23, 24 years of age, won two Tour de France already, and he's won two stages on this tour. And he's just... Like he reminds me of a junior. He's very, very youthful and naive, and um, there's an innocence about him which I love, you know. And and it's it's funny because I'm such a traditionalist of cycling. I come from watching an era of cycling where Indrain and these guys, you know, and Indrain would always be the gentleman, let someone else win the stage if he had the yellow jersey, and that's sort of all gone out the window now. They just go for everything. Much like the Merckx era now, and and you know, the key. Do you like it? Do you like? I that? do like but, it. Yeah. You know, actually, I've changed my view on it. I think it's um, as long as it doesn't get too arrogant but there's no chance of that with Pogaccio he's not an arrogant person but I think you know it rubs people up the wrong way like Lance maybe the way he did it about sometimes uh, there was a whole host of other issues yeah. there with Lance oh I know, I know. <laughs> but, hey, you know certainly the way he conducted himself at times didn't help either but um, you know the, the thing you have to win over the public in this country in France it's their race it's their national tour and it's, it's a great event and you have to show respect to it as well so how does Vingegaard win this tour well, I think, I think he showed promise on the Planche de Belfi when he gapped Pogacar just for a moment. Um, and I think there's a chance, you know, that we get into this set. We're only one week down now. We've got two weeks left. That This race is not done and dusted. And there's enough of a gap between them that Pogacar, I mean, you know, a few, last week after the cobbles, I said that that's it, the tour's over, when I saw Pogacar do what he did. But then 17 Vingegaard on Planche de Belfi and gap him before Pogacar came back on the stage. I still think there's an opportunity that we could have a race on our hands. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I love that. It's, I absolutely couldn't yeah. agree more yeah. with you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for joining no, us. Thank you, guys. Have a good Thank you, Brad. We are, we're going to grab you again, mate, before the no, two weeks are out. Well, that was just a chance. He was just walking. He was in a rush. He's always in a rush, actually. He, he, <laughs> he's a good lad, too, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, and I love it. He shoots from the hip. And um, and that that some of those clips, if, if you haven't seen it, watch some of his clips on the moto uh, when he's... In and out of the, the peloton, and he's actually chatting to the riders, saying "g'day," and he's well respected. Obviously, yeah. uh, they see him, some of the riders, and give him a wave and a smile. That's the respect that Bradley Wiggins has got. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, rest day tomorrow. How do the riders plan? Do you think to spend that rest day before we talk about you doing the laundry? Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> who's on laundry duty? Not me. I'm starting to get offended that the whole team think I'm the laundry person. This is ridiculous. Yeah. You're doing it for the podcast be, I'm only. Going to HR. It's, I'm <laughs> sick of it. Um, they'll go for a probably one to two hours bike ride. They'll sleep in as much as possible. Probably out of habit, they'll wake up at some point. But you'll be they'll be pretty damn tired. Some some will get up, have breakfast, and then go back to bed, or go back to their their room and just lie and relax, and then maybe get the the ride out of the way, or get the massage and then ride after the massage. They'll all have different sort of patterns mm. of what they want to do they'll think oh no I want to get the massage first then ride the legs out 
just to sort of, you know, get some life back into the legs. Some riders will actually want to do a little bit of an effort, believe it or not. <laughs> like nine days of efforts hasn't been enough. So there's a real mix of um, things, but ultimately it's about relaxation. And what about you? What about us? What are we doing? I well, know, we've I got know to... that you're onto your last pair of undies. And <laughs> so, I, you know, you might have actually, to force me to find Actually, actually uh, on my spare bag, I found another pair. So I'm good for tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to know. I do not want to know. Now, well, there is a Zwift race day ride, which will be uh, happening tomorrow. So on the race day at 7 p.m. in Australia with Kate Bates and uh, Mark Renshaw. So you've got to be up early. I have to be up early. Yeah. That's all right. I just love those race day rides. So uh, tune in on Facebook. And what about yourself? Uh, well, we've got about an hour tonight, haven't we? It's going to be... A little bit jam-packed getting down this mountain yeah. uh, to our hotel. We've got two nights. We'll be rebooting. And uh, as a group, I think we'll be planning the next... Uh plan of attack over the next few days post rest day won't we yeah absolutely uh, thank you for joining us Maca, over the, the, this, this first uh, first few days of the tour and we have of course a lot more on the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast thank you Maca. thank you this was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast before we go let me remind you that you can uh, download stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash sport or log a ride with our friends at Zwift until next time it's bye for now Before we go, a quick word from our sponsor, Zwift. When it comes to sport, I always tell my kids, rule number one, have fun. On Zwift, fun is fast. Tour de France winner, Garant Thomas uses it. So too does Mathieu van der Poel. And Australia's Neve Bradbury Zwifted her way to a world tour contract. One of my favorite things on Zwift is seeing the flags of people from all around the globe that I get the chance to ride with. I love the structured workouts, doing meetup rides with friends, and when I'm feeling strong, doing a few races. They definitely hurt, but they are fun. It's easy to get started. All you need is a bike, trainer, and the Zwift app. Visit Zwift.com, and hopefully I'll see you on there soon. Ride on.